0: Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams and created a seven figure online coaching business in just two years. Now I'm sharing my proven strategies with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. Grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Welcome to the Taylor DeHaze podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This conversation is all about building your credibility, right? And when I say building your credibility, I'm just talking about ways in which you are going to increase your sales funnel, increase the way that people perceive you online, right? Like, I don't think I need to define credibility for anybody here, but that is a question that I get from coaches, but it's not really phrased in that way, right? It's like, how can I get to a point where I'm not constantly pitching, right? I had a conversation with one of my clients recently who had just a really epic Black Friday. Actually, several clients come to mind, but one in particular, and this client was saying that, you know, I'm just... I'm feeling tired, right? Like I pushed and pushed and pushed and I got all these great sales, but you know, I want this to be me all the time. And if you're listening, you can probably relate to that, right? Whether it was a launch that you ran or something that you did, like there are these, these big pushes that we sometimes run or maybe we've been pitching for, you know, time and time and time and time again, and, and we're building all of this traction. But at the end of the day, we want that traction to be very turnkey style, right? Like there's just no, there's no more ebb and flow, so to speak. Right. So I want to talk about a few ways that I've built my credibility and how to build yours as well. And seven, seven specific ways. And knowing me, I'll probably have some eighth or ninth that comes to mind as I'm chatting with you. But, you know, the first thing that I want to say is when we talk about building credibility, you know, this is really the long game. okay? and I'm not going to preach on this for too long, but just remember that if you are still shooting for whether it's 10K months or 30K or, or your seven figures, right, you're going to constantly be leveling up and building credibility in a new way that you Haven't done before, right? And so the first thing I want you to do, this is number one out of seven. The first thing is to share your story. I want you to get so good at sharing your story. There has to be some cornerstone for whatever that is, right? And remembering that your story doesn't need to be some rags to riches or 500 pound weight loss, right? It doesn't need to be that crazy. But for example, you know, when I was primarily fitness coaching, my story was that I was so consumed by macros and I was so consumed by tracking. And even though I was still tracking macros, right? Like I was in this binge cycle. I wasn't uh, restricting necessarily, but I had these cheat days. That was how I, how I was treating macro tracking, right? Like the, you know, Sundays were like rest days and eat like an ass hat, right? And so overcoming that and building a really good relationship with my food, right? Simultaneously while competing, And I healed my relationship with food before I competed. So that was really helpful for me. But, you know, that was kind of my story, right? And so it wasn't me saying, like, I've gone through so much. And then as I evolved as a fitness professional, my story changed a little bit too, right? Like, now my credibility comes from, you know healing my hormones. And I have more credibility in that sense too. And, and not to say that I am, you know, the functional health coach out there, but it is pretty common for me now to work with clients that are struggling with adrenal insufficiency and things of that nature. You know, I, I don't, I don't dabble into like the gut stuff and any of that, but you know, awareness is key. So my, my story for my credibility online is getting laid off and building a seven figure business in two years. Like that is what I talk about all the time. That is one sentence, right? From laid off to seven figures. It's not even a sentence. So you know, people know that and that has built my credibility. If you are just a talking head, giving information online, but never adding that element of storytelling and people are unable to relate to you, it's going to be extremely hard to build any credibility. But storytelling comes in so many different ways. It does not have to be some gut-wrenching detail. It is just sharing parts of your life, glimpses of your life, right? That can come through your writing, style that comes through showing us what you're doing on the weekends with friends anything but just give us that connection point because connection builds trust which builds credibility the next thing is going the extra mile number two building or going the extra mile so when i say going the extra mile i'm talking about just going above and beyond for your clients okay so something that this could mean for you is maybe if your client retention is you know it's okay but could be better you know something that i might start doing is going the extra mile and checking in with your clients before they're checking in with you now if you're somebody that has a ton of clients and this sounds crazy then what i would maybe do is break your clients into five different groups right a through e okay on mondays you check you check in with group a on tuesdays you check in with group b whatever that whatever that looks like right and when i say check in it's just sending them a little voice note on voxer or whatever you happen to be using And just going that extra mile and making sure that you are really supporting them in the best way. Right. And then, you know, going the extra mile could also mean, and I don't want you to go outside of your boundaries. Okay. There are, I guess, limits to this. Okay. Depending on the service that you're providing. So for example, my, my high level clients, right. The ones that have the most private access to me, you know, we've been together for quite some time and there's a lot of, there's a lot of personal rapport built there and there are certain times where, you know, I have to pick up the phone and call them, right? One instance comes to mind. I had a client one time who was just really, really struggling with a sales team hire. And we had to, we had to create a certain contractual structure very, very fast. And I didn't have time to hop on a Zoom call. There was no time for that. So I just, I hopped on the phone and I called my client, right? And this is not, this is not me saying you need to give your clients your phone numbers. Like I don't, I don't agree with that. The only clients that have my phone numbers are my private clients because they're that that relationship is very, very tight knit partner esque, Right. And they don't abuse that. Like we do not talk about work in the text messages that is for Voxer, but on occasion there are times we need to hop on a quick call and work through something. Right? So that is going the extra mile. It is something that no coach has ever done for me, but again, no one abuses that. And so that is a relationship that I have with my mentor as well. And I do absolutely love that doing in person events. This kind of goes along with going the extra mile as well simultaneously. So, you know, in-person connection is so critical. And this is something that does take time to build. So when I first started out my business and you can think about where you're at, right, wherever you're located, a lot of your clients are probably where you are at, too. And so when I lived in Cleveland, right, where I started my business, You know, I would do get togethers with my clients, even if it was only five to six of us, but we would go grab brunch or we would do like a workout together, just anything that's community building. It doesn't have to be like anything that's super educational, but just that connection point. Now in-person events, can also look like a retreat, right? So I'm hosting a retreat. So in my mastermind, the first one will be in December of 2022. So I, it's, if you're listening to this, it's like a week away, and I can't even imagine. It's crazy. I'm so excited. And if you're listening to this after that date, then well, I guess I probably talked about it a little bit. But you know, bringing everyone together, bringing in speakers from you know industry leading speakers, and creating that hype and that energy, like it's just so exciting and to meet everyone in person too, right? Like that you get to hang out on Zoom all the time, but building that in-person connection really really just makes the experience so much better for everybody, right? And then back to going the extra mile though. This is kind of simultaneous with again the in-person events, but basically the higher you climb working with me, right? The higher you climb up in my funnel, so to speak. You start to get in-person events with me, private in-person events. So maybe you've seen on my stories, clients have come to town, have stayed with me for a day, and we do in-person intensives, right? So those are really great for not only deep dives into your business, but also just another great way to build that connection. Because again, you know, when I designed my coaching and continue to design and evolve, you know it it was always kind of based on what i felt like i needed more of or what i felt like i really valued right like that's how we design right we 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 design based on our bias and and that's okay to admit and so i'm a very one on one person right i've never taken a group program i've never done a mastermind i've always done one to one and with that being said when i designed my mastermind i knew that i had to make it very intimate i knew that i wanted to make it high accessibility to me And so that's what, that's what I did, right? Because I didn't want it to be just another group program. I've heard a lot of, you know, horror stories and not that a group program is negative. I love group programs, right? Because There still is that element of private. You're still getting private calls. You're still getting private access to me and daily access to me. But that group element, especially if it's a very well-controlled group element where the the conversations are directed and and led, I think it feels really good. That's uh, going the extra mile, right? And then another point for going the extra mile is, again, really making sure that you are creating that touch point with your clients. I know that with fitness coaching, it is especially once your roster is like 50, 60 plus clients, it sometimes gets really hard to check in with everybody. Right. And so something that I do in fitness coach Academy and my mastermind, but I'm going to, I'm going to use FCA as an example, just because they're even though they get access to me every day, it is a course, right? And so it's not as intimate, so to speak, as like a mastermind would be or private coaching. And so every single month we do monthly touch points and with that being said, that's where I'm getting a deep dive on their, on what's going on in their month, how their revenue looked that month, their sticking points, whatever. And I'm making sure that every month I am like checking in on them, getting a look and getting feedback, right? Because yes, we talk daily. Yes. We audit content daily. Yes. We audit sales daily, but I still need to do a big picture every month. Look. And so that's been something that clients have really, really loved. So the fourth thing, is continue to get education and talk about it. Okay? Do not be the person that feels like they need to constantly invest in a course. You definitely do not need to continuously invest in courses necessarily. However, you know, investing can look can look different for everyone, right? So I always or I try to make sure that I invest in something that is education specific on a yearly basis. That could be fitness coaching skill set. That could be a marketing skill set, really whatever, right? Something that I feel like I can learn a little bit more on. And then I continuously have a mentor, right? Who's overseeing, helping you with strategy, support structure, all of those things. When, when we are constantly telling people to invest in our like invest in us, right? We have to invest in ourselves. And this is not me saying, you know, you tell people to have a coach. So you have to have a coach. I mean, yes, I do think that because it really is hypocritical. And if you are somebody that is really like, Oh my God, God, why is no one investing in me? I I do think that you have to invest in yourself as well. Like you cannot ask somebody to show up in ways that you cannot show up for yourself. Right. And your audience sees that, you know, they may not be aware of it, but you know, I'm very open with the ways that I invest in my business, right. Whether it's a mentor, whether it's the investment in time, right. Whether it's, in a new course or whatever, right? And so I wanna make sure that you are continuing to get education and talking about it, especially if it's something like a new certification or something like that. I think it's important to talk about those things so your clients see you getting that education, right? Anytime I'm kind of working on something new with my mentor or my coach, I definitely talk about that publicly because I want people to see that I am always doing more and adding value because the only way to continue to grow your business, your leadership, your uh, sales assets, just all of that is going to be continuing to invest in education, right? And education is the one thing that prevents you from getting further along, right? That is the one the one key component is like, well, we don't know how to do something. So we have to invest to learn how to do the doing, whatever that looks like. So continuing to get an education and talking about it. So your audience sees that there is, there is, um, there is skill set there and there that that equally produces credibility. So the next thing, number five, taking time to actually get to know your clients. I value relationship building with my clients so, so much. And again, the the longer my clients work with me, the more we get to know. And, and there's different levels of this, right? Like Like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, my clients do not have my cell phone by any means. Okay. There are very few exceptions. Again, private clients who have typically re-signed before I give my phone number. And I only do that if, and when it feels right, not all of my clients, not all of my private clients have my cell phone number. Like it does not it's not like it's in the contract, like, Oh, private text, text access to Taylor. Like, no, there needs to be boundaries there, but you know, I my clients that have continued to re-sign, you know, we just, we spend a lot of time together and therefore we get to know each other. You know, several of my clients went with me to Vegas to a festival this past year and it was the second time that it happened. And, you know, there is a very hard line between business and profession, or business and personal. And, you know, when my private clients come in person and we get to do these intensives, we of course talk about things outside of business, right? And we just build that connection. And I make a point also to reach out to my clients in the DMs and just check in on them. Hey, how's it going? You know, like I make sure that, that I follow them and I'm seeing what's going on. So something that I know a lot of sales teams won't won't stand behind is I do not follow anyone unless they're my clients, right? So I, for example, leads in the DMS, I don't follow leads. And I've had a few people ask me, right? Like, Hey, I see you don't follow me, whatever. And I flat out say, listen, I follow my clients because I keep an eye on their stories. I keep an eye on their content. I want to see what's going on in their lives. And so that's a way for me to keep an eye, a more narrow eye on my clients. So take the time to get to know them. This does not mean you have to invite all of your clients to dinner. This doesn't mean you have to you know, be friends with everyone. There are, some, there are some clients that I have that there really is not much of a relationship on a personal level built, but we have a great working relationship built, right? You want your clients to feel like they can come to you for whatever, especially for fitness or business coaching, any kind of coaching, because you're going to be the first person that they dump on you, right? They're going to dump like all of their baggage on you, what's happening in their day, in their life, whatever. And you want to make sure that you feel open to that. And again, there's a difference between trauma dumping and, and right. Again, everything I say, just know that I'm not talking about one extreme or the other. I think you can kind of be conclusive with what I'm talking about, but get to know your clients, right? It it really does make all the difference building that relationship. And then they will tell other people about you. They'll, you know, rant and rave about you. You'll get referrals, things of that nature. The sixth thing is I want you to give your best shit away for free. I have worked with clients in the past that have come to me and they're like, I am just not giving away anything. I feel like I am worth more than that. Like, I'm going to make sure that all my workshops are paid. And here's what I have to say about that. There is no right way to build a business, okay? But... I had to give away so much stuff for free to build my credibility, because if you are still making even less than like 50 K months, you're still building credibility. If you're somebody that wants to really shoot all the way to seven figures, right. And especially around that, that 15 to 20 K mark, that's where you have to really like go and press the gas even harder. Right. What I would, I, what I would say is, You know, and when I say give your best shit away for free, here's what I mean. You know, create really epic podcast episodes or maybe YouTubes if you want to. Give away information on your Instagram, right? Like, I am always giving away, like, email sequences or little tidbits here and there because at at the end of the day, people need to know that, damn, If I got that information and that result from something that Taylor said in passing, just on an Instagram caption, imagine what would happen if I paid for taylor's services right just like in my dms it is so common for me to give coaching advice in the dms because i don't gatekeep right now there's a difference between being a like a you know helpline right but if i'm talking to a client back and forth, or a potential client and you know it, it's kind of a two-way street number one i want them to know that they can actually get results from something that i say and two i want to see if they're coachable right it's like a two-way street but it's a great way to build that credibility because you know there's a, there's a million coaches whether it's you know whatever whatever your niche is and if you're able to give them some quick takeaways right maybe share a workout with them give them a recipe you're loving right now ask them what's going really well for them and and that'll immediately give them the opportunity to tell you what's not going so well for them and then give them some quick action takeaways to really troubleshoot that problem check back in on them in a few days and see how it's going right like making sure that you're really building that rapport and again that person will start to follow you and maybe share your content. And again, more eyeballs, right? Credibility comes from eyeballs and trust and rapport, right? And the last thing is I want you to focus on results, okay? Getting creative in the way that you show your clients results. It doesn't always have to be a before and after, right? You know, I've done posts before where it's wins in the DMs before people are even my clients. I have done, and that would be a great post for you too. I've done posts on what happens when people say that like I'm in because a really big shift changes. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if y'all have this, but the second you say I'm in with a coach, it's like everything changes. But of course, yes, before and afters are great. Creating case study posts. So, you know, how so-and-so went from this to this without what, or how so-and-so did this and this and this much time. And then kind of a carousel post to show how. I also will do video recaps on client intensives. You could do video recaps on a client check-in day. You could do like check-in day wins and share those. There's a million ways. You can show results, but we want to make sure that is that is front and center. So again, building credibility, sharing your story, going the extra mile, doing in-person events, continue to get education and talk about it. Taking time to know your clients, giving your best shit away for free, and showcasing your results—all of those will ultimately build more credibility in your online coaching business. And remember, these things are a snowball effect. Right? It's going to take time. It's going to take time to build. But stopping and slowing down does not get results any faster. So hope this episode was helpful. Take something from it. Start implementing and build that credibility. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Taylor DeHaze podcast. Love the episode? Share it and tag me on Instagram. Have a question? My DMs are always open. Until next time, bye, y'all.